fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. She is Jamie Latimer. She's back from vacation. And we are so honored to have with us Tim Kellinger. Correct. Uh, with Metcon Rush, who they are going live with a mega competition, CrossFit licensed event this weekend in Hagerstown, Maryland. Tim, welcome to the show. Awesome. I appreciate you guys appreciate having me. Um, one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on, and I said this before we went live on the air, is a lot of your participants are people that this show has met and talked to frequently through our semifinal series. So like Calista yeah. Lang and Elena Pomerici and um, Chance Whitaker, and the list goes on and on and on. Meg O'Donnell of all the people that we have met and talked about and talked with um, throughout semifinals. So I'm so stoked to see how they do this week at Metcon Rush. Yeah, we've been yeah, super we've been fortunate to get some, um, you know, really talented, uh, high-level uh, athletes to come out to participate in, in the uh, event this weekend. Calista and actually Meg were one of the first to come out a couple of years ago, actually. So I've I've known them for a couple, well, known of them. We've kind of interacted with the competition social media wise, but I don't necessarily know they know them. But uh, I've known them for a while. And uh, obviously, they've taken off. Calista really has taken off big time since she's been at our event uh, back in 2021. Um, but yeah, it's, they're all, you know, amazing athletes. It's been fun to kind of connect with them on social media. And then I get a chance to kind of, you know, briefly interact with them on the event day just because there's so much going on. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're really excited to have some really amazing athletes come out this weekend. Yeah. Callista almost made the games two years ago. I think yeah. It was. I think she was a last, she was, yeah, last chance qualifier. Yeah. 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 She's a, she's a, she's a beast, man. She's so good. I'm excited to have her back. I'm really excited to see how she does this weekend. Cause we have a pretty, pretty stacked lineup from the women's side. And I think, I mean, I don't, you know, we'll see how it goes workout wise as far as how it you know plays out for everybody. But obviously I think she has to be one of the favorites to, to, to win the event. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. So my big question for you is how long have you been around? Uh, this will be our eighth year running the event. Um, this is our fourth year running it at the college. And this is my first year running it as a licensed event through CrossFit. So yeah, it's, it's been, we've been there for a little while now. So, um, and then you have elite individuals, you have RX teams, scaled teams and masters teams. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. what is the yeah. breakdown of athletes you have coming to the event? So we're, we're around 50 individuals, elite individuals. We got about 30 men and 20 women. Um, and then we have, cause, uh, we, well, the goal was to kind of break off next year and have to get too ahead of myself and maybe offer an RX and scaled, um, potentially, uh, you know, masters individual division next year to kind of, to kind of, uh, complement our elite individuals just because we've had such a high demand for athletes to compete in those divisions. And so uh, typically the men have been a little bit higher as far as the, uh, you know, the, 
the reach as far as who, who wants to participate. So um, we had close to like, I think all in all between men and women were pushing almost a hundred people that wanted to compete individually this year. And so I think it's going to probably be time to break off and allow that to happen next year. Um, but yeah, we have, we have uh, about 30 men coming, 20 ladies coming to compete individually. And we're pushing about a hundred teams. Um, we, uh, about 20 RX men teams, women's teams. And then we got a ton of scale women. We got 30 scale women's teams coming out and then so on and so forth. We have a 35 to 45, 44 masters division, men, female. So we, we do, um, male, male, female, female, um, partners. Um, I've always found it's a little bit easier to program and equipment wise and the flow of the event with that uh that gender being male male female female and uh maybe potentially a bit easier to find a partner maybe kind of at your level sometimes i don't know um you know if you're if you're male some or female it might be tougher to find maybe the, the, the complement for your division um and then we have a 45 plus uh division as well for our masters so yeah so it, uh, the masters division is relatively new we've had that in the last two years and then our elite individuals only been around this is our third year running elite individuals and we've been very fortunate to get the level of athlete we've had considering it hasn't been a very long time that we've been offering that that option so um yeah definitely definitely blessed definitely fortunate and we're really excited to to, to see how things go this weekend well i want to demonstrate like how high-end this competition is this is these are the graphics you put out when you announce events yeah. my, my brother does that <laughs> Whoever yeah. you have doing an awesome job, it, it is a professional yeah. way of like seeing the floor plan, seeing the weights, seeing everything on the floor to know what's going to happen. And then you walk through the event. Um, in yeah. addition to that, your graphics, guys, like the. Uh, yeah. Our videographer, um, Will, is the man, dude. Yeah. I'm trying to find yeah. one of the cool videos. Uh, they're everywhere. So it's hard to tell. But like when you announce cool flashy teams, things yeah. and yeah um, so i do all the team announcements i do all that stuff my wife she yeah i had to promise her this year that i would do it during like work hours because i try to highlight the teams as soon as they come in i think it's really cool to be able to highlight the athletes um so i will go to like their instagram page find a cool picture and then i have some apps on my phone and i'll personally do all the athlete announcements um i'll put these together these kind of like these things that kind of show off the athletes uh and then will uh, he does all of our like our videos you see on there, kind of like, like, like cool highlights from last year. That's done by Will, and sometimes I'll take some of his videos and I'll like I'll collab with some other stuff because I don't know I'm not the best at it, but I like to get a little creative there. But we have an awesome team. Like my brother does all those graphics you saw for the the competition floor, and then Will is a dude. Will's the man, dude. I'm so pumped to have him. He's actually heading up our media team this year. We have a really solid media team. We have about five or six. Uh, guys and girls coming out to highlight the event and and he's got some cool stuff cooking i'm really excited to see what he's got going on um for all of our media this year but yeah i just a couple of years ago we just found that like you know doing the announcement again we're, we're obviously not you know we're still considered you know quote unquote a local level event but i've noticed that like people want to like highlight the workouts as far as briefings um in between each event and it takes up just too much time and so we decided that it'd be nice to create these graphics that give you to illustrate because again we're, we're we're working like a almost a 60 foot length competition floor it's pretty big so all of our stuff is going to be considered like uh very visual right not doing amraps not staying in place everything's moving a lot of moving pieces and so it was nice to be able to have those um 
visual so that we could brief the athletes maybe a week in advance via like a video that we upload to like Instagram and I'm sorry, uh, YouTube. And I could kind of go over, Hey, this is the layout. This is what's going to happen. This is where you're going to move. Um, these are the standards. And that way they can kind of review that a few times over and over and then ask questions leading up to the event. So that hopefully game day, there's not, you know, they're not going to, you know, okay, we will brief the workout and 10 minutes later, go do the workout. They may not remember what we said or what's going on. So just found that there's more value there for the athletes, for me with all that's going on. It's just easier to do it, you know, ahead of time. So the graphics is my brother. It's all him. Awesome job with the floor graphics. Will, a lot of the videos you're seeing right now, Will has, he shot those uh, last year at the event and then I'll use some apps and stuff to kind of like splice some stuff together. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a year round event now, man. Like I said, my wife, as long as my wife is cool with me doing it, she's a big part of it too, man. Her and her family, like we have everything, everything you see in those videos, I own all that stuff, all the rigging, all the flooring, all the weights, I own it all. And so I have all it sitting in sea containers waiting to be used like once a year, which is kind of crazy. Um, but, um, you know, we house all that stuff at my wife's, uh, you know, where her father's work is. He has a really big uh, a, a construction company. So we get the house, all that stuff in the uh, the sea containers and we use all the forklifts and the trailers. We had five trailers full of stuff to bring out to the college this year. So it's just, it's a pretty, it's a huge team effort uh, that, you know, I could never do this that without the people on my team. It's, 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 it's become that, that much. So, uh, it's a pretty cool thing for sure. You're doing this this weekend. Um, yeah. is it just on Saturday or do you do Saturday, Sunday? It'll run, Saturday? So we'll, we'll do our lead individuals. They'll run Saturday and Sunday. And then we are, our RX teams will run Saturday and then our masters and scale will run Sunday. Um, so right now we're just running for two days. Um, again, not to put the cart before the horse. The idea next year is maybe to go three days, go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, allow for our RX scaled and masters individuals compete on Friday and kind of kick the whole weekend off. And then Saturday come in again with the elite individuals, RX teams, and Sunday will be uh, the masters again. So it'd be nice. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, anybody's ever run a competition, the biggest like question mark is just help. You know, it's like, you know, I, I would love to run the event you know, maybe multiple times a year or maybe even run multiple locations at one time. Because at the, at the college, we have a ton of, um, you know, resources. And so uh, the, the underlying, I, I think anybody I've talked to that runs competitions, and I've, met, I've, been, I've been very fortunate to kind of connect with a lot of different people because of running this. It's just like, hey, man, like, is everybody going to show up on game day? And so fortunately this year, we have a lot. We have about 70 volunteers. We have a lot of volunteers. So we're very fortunate. Um, I'm very blessed. And so um, if we can continue that trend of getting, you know, we try to take care of all of our help, you know, with we feed them breakfast and lunch and we have gift bags for them. And we try to get enough help that they're not feeling overwhelmed with, uh, you know, uh, the day. And we try to keep the day short. We'll end, you know, we'll end Saturday at, you know, five o'clock with the ceremonies and Sunday a little bit earlier. And so, that, I mean, even though it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's such a production, four days of setup four days of teardown for just a couple of, you know, hours, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we try to keep it so that the quality is there for the athletes. You know, athletes don't want to be there till midnight. You know what I mean? Judges and, and volunteers don't want to be there that long. Uh, spectators don't want to be there that long. So the goal is to run really quality events, minimize and cap all the um, divisions to allow for, you know, you know, th that quality uh, of a product with the workouts, the timelines, uh, and, and obviously, you know, the overall athlete experience, because I, I find that that's my biggest, 
um, focus. Like, you know, with all that social media, it's like I want to highlight the athletes. I want them to feel amazing about themselves coming into the event. I want them to feel like you know they're coming to a, an event that wants them to to be you know highlighted and and shown in a way that maybe they haven't had an opportunity to be shown in, in maybe other competitions. Um, and so you know, like I said, the athlete experience, the volunteer experience, the spectator experience is is, is my highest uh, focus when we run these events. Yeah, the volunteers are the backbone of any competition. Absolutely. Um, Jody Lynn says, sounds like you're running a mini rogue operation. I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. Uh, in some regards, I mean, again, with all the stuff we have, like we, I mean, some of the videos you saw, like we built that rig and that rig, the specs are essentially what rogue has as far as quality. And I mean, honestly, like every year we have amazing sponsors too. Like the event is sponsored by the Maryland Army National Guard. Um, we're working with Signs RX big time. They've been awesome this year. We're working with uh, Physical, which is like a supplement company. Swolverine is a sponsor this year. Um, tons and I mean, we have probably well, well over five thousand dollars, if not more, just prizes. I mean, we've got hooked up. Tears doing all of our apparel. They're going to be a vendor. They're also part of like the sponsorship stuff. I mean, we have awesome, you know, not only just financial sponsors, but also like again. Um, you know, uh, prize sponsors as well. And so, uh, but as far as like our setup, I mean, I'm, I've, I'd be lying if I said I haven't been knocking on Rogue's door every year. Hey, do you guys want to help sponsor the event? We don't really need a lot of equipment. Cause like I said, I, every year the goal is we reinvest back into the event. So like I'm buying the worms, I'm buying the, the walls, I'm buying the rubber, we're buying the, you know, so we, the goal is to reinvest back into the event, make it first class as far as all the stuff we have. And then uh, hopefully build up, these relationships with different companies and different people. That's probably the coolest part about running the event is like, I'm talking to you. Um, I've had conversations on the phone with Brian friend, a super awesome guy. Uh, I've had, you know, interactions with concept two and with rogue and with these guys, Sign, signs RX. Like those guys are so cool. Um, constantly going back and forth. Uh, really good friends now with Swolverine. Uh, they're an awesome company, good people. Um, I should, I think we were supposed to do a podcast this week with them but didn't work out with schedule. So hopefully next week or the week after we can talk to them, but just creating these relationships with people. Um, and like, like even RX smart gear had a really good relationship with them last year, just really good people. And so that's the coolest part is just, is really the opportunity to meet and talk to people that maybe I was on the outside last year, like looking in and saying, Oh, these people are awesome. It's really cool. And now we're having this conversation, which is a little surreal, honestly, it's pretty cool. Um, and, and just not taking that for granted. And, and obviously, you know, wanting to always, uh, you know, elevate and kind of rise the tides every year with the event and how we can make it better and how we can make it, um, you know, just uh, more meaningful for everybody that comes and does it as far as an experience. So, I've got to think that venues, like getting a place like the college has to be a major chunk of a budget for an event. Do you have like, do you have any affiliation <laughs> with this college? How'd you get in there? Uh, so they're actually just like maybe man less less than 10 minutes from my facility uh my gym and so uh looking again the one thing about hagerstein is it's not a great location for what i'm trying to do from a venue standpoint they're in talks of building a really nice new venue in 2024 that would have like indoor turf fields and a bigger facility for like maybe hosting the our main floor uh, but we'll see if that happens um but this kind of became you know a thought and then we kind of looked around and then we couldn't find anything else better and then i went in one day and just talked to the um she's in charge of all the uh, her name is amy she's in charge of all like the 
uh, events at the facility. And she's like, yeah, you guys can do this, whatever. You know, she's super cool, super, super easy going. And, um, you know, the first year she was like kind of weirded out. Like, what do you, like, what do you guys, and she was cool about it. But she's like, well, what are you guys doing in here? Like, what's going to happen? And, uh, people, you know, cause like, there's like a community that walks the track. There's a big indoor track. There's places huge, like 47,000 square feet and they have a big indoor track, 400 meters. And the 12 o'clock, like ladies will walk the track, uh, to get some exercise. And they're like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? And so, uh, but now that we've been doing it now for four years, it's kind of like business as usual. Um, but yes, I, I would say just the facility for the rental for the weekend is like a shade under $6,000. And so like, it's, it's not cheap. And so, um, I, I got, I got in contact. I don't even know. It was, it was luck. Actually. I, I, I emailed a company out, uh, called OTW safety a couple of years ago because we wanted to tie our rig down, um, because we wanted to make sure it was really, really secure. And I saw they had like these like Jersey barriers. And so I emailed them and said, Hey, like looking for some Jersey barriers for, um, my CrossFit event. I saw you had some, can I get a quote? And so the guy called me back and was just like, Hey, you know, we got a quote here, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this CrossFit thing. Like what, you know, what's going on? I talked to them about what was going on and they said, Hey, we're trying to find like other venue or other, other avenues of like um, sponsorship because they do a lot of mostly construction stuff with their barricades. And it's like, how would you feel about maybe using some our, our barricades at your event? And I was using like the galvanized ones before. And like, these are really nice. They have like built in areas for like signage. And so long story short, got connected with them. They sponsored the event, very gracious to provi- provide this, the, the barricades for us. And I've tried really hard on my end to provide value in you know, the social media posts. And long story short, we sell the, the inserts as uh, sponsorships locally. And so if I can sell pretty much the inserts of the barricades, it pays for the venue. And luckily enough, you know, this year we actually hit that. So we have enough sponsors to pay for the venue um, with that, which is awesome. So that's one less. Now, in the process of getting it done, it's stressful, right? Because you're, like, you know, you're basically knocking on every door. Hey, you want to sponsor our event? And a lot of people don't know what CrossFit is. And so, especially some of the companies, I should say, don't know what CrossFit is. So I've been very fortunate to, 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 again, also develop relationships with these companies that want to sponsor our event. Uh, some new, some reoccurring. And that's been a huge help with allowing for us to pay for the venue and focus on raising the amount of money we're giving to the athletes. This year, we're giving away about $13,000 total in cash between teams and individuals on top of all the prizes, another five, $6,000 in prizes. And so that's been a great way to, again, kind of um, uh, eliminate some of that pressure with, with, you know, with, with money for sure. How, how did the athletes um, qualify for your event? They just sign up or do you have an online qualifier? So for the teams, it's first come first serve. And then okay. for the individuals, I actually use the game season as our qualifier. So essentially you go through your open, you go through your quarterfinals, you go through your semifinals. And whatever your best placement is, we have like an online submission. You submit where you finished and we take the top athletes. So the goal is to kind of use an already pretty fresh resource like quarterfinals and semifinals. So, hey, these guys just did this in the last couple of weeks. They're obviously ready to roll. Instead of having to go through the, uh, the whole like ordeal of like, okay, here's an online qualifier. Go take, you know, you know, stay here, film this here, submit this here. Then I have to watch it, make sure it's all legit. That's already kind of already been done, hopefully, in a very – legitimate way at the affiliates. And so for me, I don't know if anybody else is doing it that way. That's how I do it. I've been doing it for the last couple of years. And so that's how we justify our rankings for the athletes um, based on their finishes uh, during the game season. That is awesome. I despise the qualifiers. 
I mean, the only curveball, there's a couple curveballs with a qualifier. Number one is like, number one, obviously, is like having to actually sit through watching and sifting through all the videos. Like to me, it's like, I'm not sure I want to do that. <laughs> but number two, it's like, okay, what if, what if you're not sure if you want to do the event? You know what I mean? And so you get to specifically do that qualifier that weekend in order to be able to be able to do the event. So at least with this, we leave this window open for a very long time. And we start adding athletes as they come in. And then some will say, hey, like, we're going to put you, like, in a reserve spot in case, you know, whatever. And then we'll let people know, like, hey, you can backfill or, hey, this person didn't accept their invite, so on and so forth. So um, it's just been a great way to kind of eliminate, you know, any more of a headache that you might have to, uh, you know, go through with, again, with these qualifiers. And also maybe not everybody knows what the Metcon rush is, you know what I mean? And so they don't, and then maybe it takes a couple of weeks or a couple, maybe, maybe you do it. And you post, you qualify for it, and someone goes, oh, that's pretty cool. What is this? And they see what it is, right. and now they're interested in it. So it's a great way to kind of not maybe, like, sell yourself short, unless you're yeah. rogue or someone big enough that you're – I'm not saying it's not the right, right way to go because I'm sure it works really well for a lot of people. But maybe for me, who maybe I don't feel I'm quite maybe established enough to do that, it doesn't, it doesn't limit my overall cast as far as athletes that I can get by doing that. So For sure. My last question for you is you've, you've released the workouts in the elite division. What are you most looking forward to, to see play out on the floor? That's a good question. <laughs> um, obviously like the first event, I'd like to see a big lift. I'm curious. We, so what we did is we have a clean ladder. I'm, and, and I, I'm not the biggest fan of like the, the, the complexes have become the newest thing. Like, you know, two front squats plus, you know, two jerks plus, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so I was trying to think of a way to do not do a one rep max per se, but also have a strength event. So we did like a touch and go ladder. So the first event, the first bar is three touch and go, then it's three touch and go, then it's two touch and go, then it's two, and then it becomes singles. And so we announced that workout, the bar ended like at a certain weight and that was it. But we had planned on releasing a couple, you know, after all the events for all the divisions released that, oh, by the way, there's going to be an eighth bar and you can put whatever you want on it for one rep max. Uh, it'll be 10 pounds heavier than the previous bar. And then obviously you can, you can just stay at that weight or you can just put whatever you want. So we have some pretty strong women and we have some pretty strong men. So I'm pretty excited to see some of those numbers. Um, I think the coolest workout I think is going to be our event number, um, four and it's that 10 rounds of four ring muscle ups 10 power snatches 12 pistols and i think I've, I've i've tested all the workouts and so for me like that one was was pretty tough um i think it's gonna be cool to see them how fast they come out what what's their decision on far as like pacing because obviously it's 10 rounds and it's a 15 minute cap um and, and that's cool also we have like the chess pieces and we have like the numbers laid out rounds one through ten so it's gonna be cool seeing them advance their uh chess pieces to correlate with the rounds um that's gonna be pretty cool and then the one event i'm kind of excited for is we have one that's going to be a run with uh we have some like rec bags but they're going to run out of the run out of the um the uh the the, uh, the arc center and go outside and run out a trail and come back i think it's gonna be cool seeing the footage that will's going to put together of like the aerial of them running and coming back into the facility to come back into the competition for it. that's going to be probably the coolest thing i think to see um, but I'm excited for the first event to see what kind of numbers. I've seen some guys and girls put on some pretty big numbers on their Instagram posts. But I think that 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 workout, the first event on Sunday, which is event number four for the individual, that 10-round workout, I think that's going to be a really cool workout to see. Just play out as far as, like, watch them go back and forth and kind of seeing that that pacing. Well, that's um, awesome. 
I got one question. Do you, is there, do you like have a theme for your event in beard? Would you say you're like a heavy comp or a gymnastics comp? I try to, my goal was to be the balance. So the first event is a strength event, which is like, you know, that clean ladder. The second event is going to be interval with, it's, it's a, it's a 21 calorie row, uh, male, 18 cal row, female, then it's 21 strict handstand pushup men, 18 strict handstand pushup women, then max bar muscle ups in a three minute window. It goes three minutes on, one minute off, three minutes on, one minute off. And then it goes four minutes on. And I think it's capped at 50 bar muscle-ups for the men, 40 for the ladies. So if you, I'm going to reward them with if you can get that far. So we go from a strength to a gymnastics. And it's the, the, the first event is maybe like an all, all totality. If you move through, it's like seven minutes. That's a 12-minute event. Then they end day one with a 17-minute cap. It's an 800-meter run with a rec bag into a 250-foot handstand walk into 50 toes of bar into 25 overhead squats at 185, 125. So that has a combination of your longer endurance, some gymnastics and some heavy overhead movement. Right. And then the next day we have like a mid range 15 minute cap with that 10 rounder, which to me, it displays a little bit of everything with your gymnastics, your barbell cycling and your pacing. And then the last event is just a dead sprint. It's uh, it's 15 thrusters at 150 or 135, 95, uh, then it goes into 10 burpee box jump overs, 150 double unders, 10 burpee box jump overs, and then it goes back to the barbell for 15 thrusters. And so that's just a straight six minute cap. So I think my goal is to create like balance. That way, if you're really strong in the first event, you might have a little bit of trouble with that gymnastics event, right? Or vice versa. And then you have that kind of that longer 17 minute range where it has a little bit of everything going on. Um, and so the goal is creativity, uh, a good challenge but also make sure it's realistic. I always tell people CrossFit's not hard to program if you want to crush people. You can make up workouts that are super easy to like just destroy everybody, right? So complementing mm-hmm. all that and making sure it's, 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 it's the right amount is something that's also very important. So um, that's kind of how I approach everything. I, I mean, I, these workouts, we, we do them, we test them, we do them, we test them, revise them, make them better. I have a better idea. So, I mean, I program most of these workouts out, I'd say in the last like three or four months. And we just keep testing them to they're right where they need to be. And I even, I even kind of collab with some of the higher athletes. Like, I think, I don't know if you guys have worked on, on the podcast with Aaliyah Miller. She's um, out of Cobra Command. She won it last year for us. I've d- developed a pretty cool relationship with her. She's awesome. So I was throwing ideas out of her about what she thought. Is this too much? Is this too little? What are your thoughts on this? And then uh, Ethan Helbig came out last year. He made the games this year. And kind of just came, same thing. Hey, man, what do you think about this? Um, cause obviously sometimes you can have a little bit of like a proximity bias where it's like, oh, this is what I, it has to be this event. It has to be exactly like this. And sometimes you just don't see, you know, the errors in your way cause it's, cause you want it to be that. So I think for me, it's just, again, kind of, uh, having a, the, 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 never having ego involved is the biggest thing around these events, right? It's not about me. You need a team behind you. I have, I, I have a, you know, there's so many people that allow this event to happen. That's not just me. And so that's the biggest thing I think is, is just all that, all that combined is how you kind of come up with it. My son just got back from the league practice. He wanted to say hi. So yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. So. Well, we want to thank you so much, Tim, for jumping yeah. on with us. Yeah. I know it's a busy week for you getting ready for this. Um, and it looks like the electricity's running low. <laughs> He's try, he, turned, he was trying to go in the other room and turn my light off accidentally. It's okay, buddy. So, um, yeah, we actually just got back from the from our day. I started the day at six thirty, teaching class. Left the, uh, the the college around six o'clock. Went back to my gym. Said hi to everybody. 
we took him to Lily practice and we got back home and now I'm talking to you guys. So it's been a little bit of a long day, but it's been a good day. Very productive. Well, good luck this weekend. And thank you. I want to figure out a way that next year I got to be at this thing and yeah, maybe we can yeah. do some live look-ins with the podcast, like go live yeah. on you on the, all the systems and, because it, yeah, it sounds like awesome. an amazing event that we'd love to do that with. So uh, you guys are uh, more than welcome to come out. That'd and we'll awesome. be in touch over the next year and yeah. and uh, and try to do that next year after the game. Perfect. So. I, I appreciate you guys' time. I appreciate you even thinking to ask me to come on. It's it's a very humbling and appreciative thing, and I, I, I I'm, I'm very thankful that you even extended that invite. So thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome for the community. Uh, it's awesome to highlight all the athletes and even, you know, obviously giving me a chance to be on here. So I appreciate you. And hopefully uh, we get a chance to meet in person here soon. All right, Tim, have a great night. And awesome good luck guy. this weekend. Thank, Thank you guys. Take care. Appreciate you. All right. There we go. Cool. That sounds awesome. Up. Yeah. Like this is a high end comp for not being part of the CrossFit game season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it is. And this is, I think, where we need to go to promote the sport and all these up and coming athletes, because they're all going to be coming out of these types of competitions. And then you're going to all of a sudden see them at semifinals and then at the games. And it's going to be where the feeder system for what for what we're going to see in the future. Yeah. So. On to our agenda for CrossFit Talk, Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. Let's say hi to all the people in the chat. Damien, Jody, Kenneth, Alberto, Haiti Canyo made a pop in. Um, one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> uh, Barry McCockiner is here. Who else we got? Holly. Yeah, crazy. Holly came in. Nope. No Bruce tonight. Holy cow. I know. He must have thought you're still on vacation. He knows I'm home. Oh, of course he does. So, vacation, how was it? It was good. Um, it was, I mean, it didn't go as planned. We were supposed to be in Maui. Um, but, you know, we made the best of it and i mean thank god we weren't already there um the house that we had booked burned down um and it was right on front street there which is pretty much gone um i think we would have been one of the people having to jump right into the water um so i mean thankful that we weren't already there um just a bit of a headache trying to change plans um one second. I've got an alarm going off that is stressing me out. So, yeah. Um, got a lot to talk about tonight. Can't wait to get uh, to all the stuff, but I wanted to catch up with Jamie and see how her vacation went. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we swapped plans over to Kauai and had to pivot, like, houses little bit of stress there. I feel I've been just kind of in a funk. Um, I don't know if I'm like, I don't take vacations very often and 
again, I've been really emotional for like several weeks. If we need to move on, we can move on. <laughs> we can, sure. <laughs> um, I'm just glad to have you back. Um, one of, I, I love doing the show with you. And um, and I know that you've been going through a lot, um, even before the vacation. Um, so just glad you're back. Just glad you're back. And I uh, can't wait to talk all things CrossFit with you all the time again. And uh, so, yeah, all that. Love you to death. So glad you're here. I know. <laughs> um, and Holly, Holly sends her, her love as well. Um, so I want to talk about the documentary that we are working on that I've, I just asked you a big favor <laughs> and, uh, didn't even tell you that I'm working on it this weekend. So like the timeline for day one stuff is going to be tight. Um, but super excited, you know, we've been following 10 athletes from the beginning of the season to wherever they got to. We had three athletes make the games. We added one athlete last minute because her husband was shooting for us and we knew we were going to get a ton of footage. So might as well use it. Um, and so I've been going this week through the process of interviewing everybody post games, getting their reflections on everything that happened. Um, the crazy thing, and I'm, and this is all behind the scenes stuff here is that my interviews with these people have been like super long. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know if like part of it is I'm emotional. Like I, I've been with these people since the open and this is our last interview before I put the last documentary together for the year. And it's been tough. Um, my interview with Justin Kotler went two hours. Whoa. Um, interview with Tristan went almost two hours. Um, Emily was almost an hour. Um, uh, Alex, we didn't even finish. We have to do part two next week, but I have enough to start the first couple episodes. And, um, and then I'm with Rudy and Lynette tomorrow night. And then Kelly, thank goodness I did Kelly at the games. Like yeah. I interviewed at the games and got that all out of the way when it was fresh because her story is all about the cuts. And I, and I wanted the emotions of the cuts um, but I'll tell you, like, so I'm interviewing the athlete and their coach, the different sides of the coin that I'm getting about how the events went for each of them is really awesome to hear on some events. They're singing out of the same hymnal on other events, you know, it's, it's a, there's a little bit of contrast and it's. Not that it's completely different. It's just it has a different color or hue from each other, and it gives it a really cool effect. Um, and I've got a couple surprise interviews, too, that um, I'm not going to reveal until you watch the documentary um, of people that were a part of what happened to the stories of these people. So super excited about that. Um, I'm going to start working on it this week, and I'm hoping to have episode one out in a week and a half. Okay. And episode one is day one of the games. Pretty much. Okay. I have to, the, the piece I can't see in my head is how I don't want to do two hour episodes, right? I, so 
I need to see how far I get to where it gets to be too cumbersome again. Okay. And that's why I want to do it in, in episodes. I want to do them shorter where I make less because I made that one mistake doing the long one. I want to do it in little pieces where I can make sure that the mistakes don't happen. Okay. Makes sense. Right. And then mm -hmm. when it's all done, I will stitch it all together into one big documentary. And so you'll have the option to either go episode by episode, or you'll have the option of the one big long thing at the end. That'd be cool. But I'm going to need people like Holly and Jamie to review it before it gets released this time and make sure that we don't make the same mistake we made on the last one. We're here for you. Because that YouTube editor is awful. I know. It took like 48 hours for me to yeah. be able to edit that video. Ugh. You live and learn. Yeah. All for three minutes that went awry. <laughs> All right. So this is something I wanted to bring up. Um, I have on the agenda and it is tier sponsorships, right? There is, they have been every Wadapalooza. There's rumor that they're the next title sponsor of the games. We don't have that officially yet. That is not official word, but right. there's rumor right. that that's out there. And I was watching a show the other day on Paramount Network I'm going to try to pull up a little clip of it um, called Challenge USA. Have you ever heard of this show? Never heard of it. Okay, good. I'm going to try to back it up a little bit where I can get to a, a scene. Okay. A commercial is going to play. So I am going to um, see if I can mute this and let that play as I do this. But anyway, Challenge USA, for those who don't know, if you ever watched MTV, back in the day, there used to be a show called Road, Rule, Road Rules Real World Challenge. Yep. It was like stars of that were in the Road Rules, stars that were in Real World, they went up against each other in a challenge. It has developed into just challenge. Okay. Challenge USA. So now it's, it's on the Paramount Network. It brings in stars from a bunch of different reality shows, Big Brother, Survivor, all of these things. And they're teamed up against in these extreme challenges. They're much bigger than like things you see on Survivor or whatever. Like this week's episode, you had to jump from one semi to another, taking discs back and forth as it's rolling down the road. Trying to transfer discs from one side to another. That's just a thing. But anyway... And of course, this commercial is going forever. The, the, uh, they are outfitted in these uniforms that are sponsored by Tier. Interesting. And this is a this is on CBS on Sunday nights. I think uh, it's on the Paramount Plus Network. You can watch it. Um, and I was just shocked that here's a small company that was a swimming only company when I was in high school. And here they are trying to take over the world. Yeah. Now, my question to you is, we know what happens happened when Noble tried to jump into the NFL and expand its reach into golf and the NFL, right? And then all of a sudden, they start disappearing. Do we think that Tier is making the same mistake? 
I don't know. No, you would no, think no. with the history of this company, how long they've been around, they would have a better idea of what they're capable of taking on. But they do seem to be pulling in things very quickly, which I don't know. That's a little nerve wracking, I would think. Now, doing the apparel for a TV show is probably not as expensive as jumping into putting together the whole combine yeah. workout area for the NFL. Yeah. Um, there's, it's probably a deal where they're, they're pro they might even be getting paid a little bit to be the apparel sponsor, but the logo is up on the shoulder. Um, and it's really obvious that it, I mean, I that's mean, huge exposure. Like, whether they're getting paid or not, I, I would think they would do it for free because it's not can't be a lot of a, equipment that they're get, like. If it's just a couple outfits for twenty at people, that's like no output, and they're getting a ton of exposure. Yeah, yeah. I was, I just was shocked. I was, I was just looking for brain dead TV to watch. Um, one day when I was working on some stuff, or just even listen to, and I so I put this on and. And like in one of the first scenes, they're walking out in their little because one team's red, one team's blue, one team's green. And you see that and you're like, what the heck? Like, um, I'm trying to find a so I'm gonna show this. Hopefully, they put an ad up every time you do this. Um I'm gonna try. So right where it says advertisement is the tier logo. So I'm going to unpause it. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's right there on the shoulder. Yeah. And when it's not cold and they're just in their T-shirts, it's very easy to see. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's on all the, you know, it's on the pants. It's on the shorts, whatever they're wearing. Um, and I just was, I was shocked. But yeah, that's. So there's challenge and the, you know, the shirts, just like you would see a Jersey in CrossFit, they made mm -hmm. Jersey t-shirt jerseys for all of the contestants uh, in this event as well. Is anything with the combine like aired? Is that anything that like fans can watch? I, I don't know. If you're, if you're a geek, like an, an NFL geek, like it is on NFL network from morning to night. Oh, okay. Was do you know if the like noble stuff was visible? So it was like it, you could, mm -hmm. I could tell it was noble stuff because of the way they do their stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't remember the logo, how pre prevalent it was. Mm -hmm. Because the most important thing in the NFL combine is that the number, the position that is all seen so that the, the scout can identify that's a running back. Oh, number 35, that's Joe Smith, you know? And so I don't remember seeing like a noble anywhere on that front. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. I just feel like noble probably footed a ton of money into doing that for probably kind of little exposure. Like what did that net them? And they did, they outfitted the entire warm up area with equipment too. Yeah. So, yeah, it was more than just apparel that they were diving into. Yeah. 
And, you know, the NFL is run by Adidas, Nike, like the big boys. Yeah. Are you, are you pulling in people because you gave some people some of this stuff? Are you, are they going to swap, swap over to you as their new brand that they're buying? Probably not. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I've, I've never seen like noble cleats or, you know, it, but they, you know, we had taught on when, before he left noble and he said, the idea was to, that you were, they were the, like the workout apparel for the yeah. NFL, not trying to be the game apparel, but the workout apparel. Yeah. And that's, that's, you don't get the bang for your buck with that because none, no. nobody sees, unless you watch a documentary, you're not seeing anybody working out. Right. So, yeah. But anyway, it caught my eye. So I put it down on the agenda for this week that there it is on CBS. Um, Tier getting some love. Yeah, and you know, so people cool. are seeing that going, who the hell's Tier? Yeah. They're probably yeah. them up. You know? Or they know, I mean, a lot of people do know of Tier as a swimming brand. So then if you're like, wait, is that the swimming? And then if you see that they have this whole new side of their company, that's that's amazing. Um, I think I could get a professional water girl jersey. Sure. We, you can get a Clydesdale media one. Just hang with us next year at the games. So, um, my next thing is it kind of piggybacks with this, um, but I don't know how to do it real seamlessly. And that is that there's a rumor that, um, that tier is going to be the sponsor if the rumors are true and masters and age group split off from the games that tier will be the title sponsor of those games as well. And I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this in depth. And I had, I talked to you about it with Jason Grubb and I talked to, to um, uh, Kelly Friel about their thoughts on this. And I wanted to get your thoughts as well, because you're in a very different position than they are. They've been to the games. Jason's on a four-year championship run. Kelly's on a three-year championship run. And for them, they want to keep that run going, regardless if it's in Madison, whether it's with the games or not. They have an agenda to keep that championship run going. You've <laughs> never been, and it's been a dream of yours to get there. And so I know you have a different perspective and I tried to speak for you with them, but I'm sure I didn't do an eloquent job. Yeah. You're going to make me cry again. I don't know if I want to talk about this. This, I mean, this is a big part of why I've been extremely like emotional for the last few weeks. Like I've just been stressed, frustrated. I can't even put it into words. I, I feel like what I've worked for, for, I feel like I've stayed in peak physical condition for four or five straight years. I've been, I'm the fittest I've ever been. Well, I was a few weeks ago and it's like, I don't know, like for what, like it won't be the same. Maybe in a few years, maybe things, I don't know, like, I guess we'll wait and see what comes of it, but I just feel like everything has been taken from me. So I, I won't dwell on it, okay. but I, I, as your friend, am very, very sad about this. 
I can hear all of the pump up. It's going to be awesome. We're going to make it better. You're going to be on your own and, and be highlighted as opposed to like being a sideshow, all that stuff. I've been to these comps in the past. They've never elevated themselves to that level. What is CrossFit going to give them that is going to allow them to make that jump? They have proven nothing to me that that is a step that can be taken. And I, and I told this to Grub and I told this to Friel. And we've talked about this before. There were more people in the, in the Coliseum for the age group and adaptive than there were for the teams. Yeah. yeah. There were, the vendors did better on Tuesday and Wednesday than they did on Saturday last year at the games. There were 60,000 people on the stream with it being an iPhone 4 hanging from the roof. What could that have been if there was just decent coverage? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so people what, are asking for it for sure. What metrics, what metrics are you using to make these determinations? Like, I feel like they have an agenda in their head with no, with no proof that this is what it's going to be that makes things better. Mm -hmm. You'd say in a press conference that the adaptives are the most inspirational group of people at the games. And then half of them don't even get the winner shirt. Yeah. They're going up to get their medal. Like, what the hell is going on? I think it's bullshit. I think that nobody's looking at these numbers. I think they're just making rash decisions. They're, and I've, they throw spaghetti at the wall and hope something sticks, but they throw so much of it that they don't even know what works and what doesn't. And um, I've talked to people. I don't want to name names. We, I've talked to people in the know that their biggest frustration is CrossFit never writes anything down. Nothing is on paper to tell them, is it good or is it bad? And if something works, like write it down so that you do that again. But they don't even do that. And then they go back to making stupid mistakes. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because it's the most fun I've had at the games ever was this year. And I think they're tearing it apart needlessly. Yeah, it'll be different for sure. Um, I'm curious, like, and I'm curious what even the individuals will turn into. I mean, I don't, I can't really even envision what they're aiming for. I think I tried to listen to Dave and he like clearly wants this to be something that's travelable and like, I don't know. I don't, I can't honestly can't comprehend what he's trying to make it into because like it, like it was so great. Like in 2018, they had something perfect running and they, and every year they've, they've messed with it and haven't, of course you have to keep making changes at this point. Like you've just, you've continued to mess with like something that was great. That was going places. And I don't know, like nobody can get a foothold. Let me pose it to you this way. 
if the biggest complaint people have is how you measured a 5k, it probably was a pretty good year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like if, if that's the biggest problem, we're not in a bad, we're not in a bad place. And yet now we're going to rip it apart. You have vendors that are happy. That should be like way up on the list of what's important to move forward. If people are spending money at the event and vendors are happy, something's going well. Mm -hmm. It just, it makes no sense to me, the logic behind this. Now, I mean, I think it's going to, I think they're looking to make their lives a little bit easier. Like you cut back to literally 40 athletes, well, 80 athletes, and then your team. And I don't even know what's the team going to look like. 30 teams, 40 teams, 20 teams. Are you, are you putting teams in this? Or are you literally trying to keep it down to a field of 80 people and limit a, like, Limit the amount of equipment you have to get out. Limit the amount of time spent on the floor. I don't know. I don't know what they're looking to do. It is thundering crazy here. Holy cow. Yeah, I saw the lightning. Oh, my God. So there's there's a lot of people in the chat. Hugs, Jamie. Sucks, plain and simple. Uh, Jody says, ah, oh, Jamie. Kisses. And uh, I'm sorry, Jamie, this makes me sad for you and all the masters and age groups. I honestly, if you look at the metrics, I think where they need to make the cut is teams. It's confusing. As someone that's a CrossFit geek, you and I sat in the, in the Coliseum at times and didn't even understand what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. That's, that's if you have to make a cut... To me, that makes sense. It breaks up the day on the individuals and people will then go to Vendor Village. They'll go eat food. They'll go in between those events. You don't need to run something all freaking day on that weekend. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really upset about this. My only hope is because I think they're already down the road is that the people that are given the opportunity just hit it out of the park. But I hope they're given the funds to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, the thing. The way, the way like legends and masters fitness championship has been set up. The pro like the prize pool is not there to draw in the same crowd. And then you get to the point where like, so if I win MFC again, like, is that really notable? I know everyone's gonna be like, no, you didn't have, you know, like I always feel like some of those titles mean nothing because they're not CrossFit games. And is that always gonna be the case? Because I mean, nothing against legends. They, they did a great job, but like the prize purse was the same across the board. And there is something different between a 35 year old vying against 20, 30,000 other people to make it to, to a certain than 4,065 year olds. Um, 
it's it's different and i don't personally feel like they i don't want to say deserve but like it's just like the money there's a reason that it's like 25,000 at the games for 35 to 39 and 3,000 or whatever for 65 plus in the you know like it's it's different and there's a reason that it's 300 plus thousand for the elite i mean it's different Let's be honest, 50 and below are what people came to see even in the age groups. Yeah. Right. So like up to 49, 35 to 49, those three divisions, there were a shit ton of people there to watch. And and I think it doesn't mean that the others are not ever going to get there, but it's going to take time to move the people forward and give them incentive to be there, right? Um, people aren't like Casey Acree that said, I prepared for the day that they added an adaptive division that I could keep competing, right? Not everybody thinks like that. Yeah. And you have to show them what's possible. And now you have like the 40 to 44 year old with Sam Briggs and Becca Voigt and Jen Ryan and all these people. You had 35 to 39 with Stacey Tovar and Chelsea Nicholas and Case. Um, Sam Dancer. Yeah. Sam Dancer and Scott Panchik and. You know, you have the Jason Grubbs that are needle movers and you have in from 49 down because they've seen what's possible and it's and they've had the incentive to get there that ha we haven't advanced to 50 plus yet where that incentive is there. It doesn't mean that people up there aren't inspirational, but nobody knows their names and nobody. And so it doesn't attract the people that those other three divisions do. And so if it's going to move off, then have it run by people who understand that fact that the, these are your marquee divisions. This is where you need to invest in the money. And then it will leak upward as those people move on, you'll get another division in a couple of years. And then a couple of years after that, you'll get another one. Yeah. It's like Lana fighting to get leaderboards for 70 to 74 and 75 to 79 you have to show them what's possible. Right. She's not asking for a game spot. She's not asking for a competition spot, just a leaderboard so people know what's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it sucks for you. I think it sucks for a lot of people. I think we're going to lose a lot of the big names we guys saw this year because someone like, the people, all that group of people we just mentioned, right? Scott Panchek's at the games for other reasons. Yeah. Sam Dancer's yeah. at the games for other reasons. Unless they pull in big sponsors to this other event where the sponsors are going to want them there and they're going to do appearances and they're going to, like, the athletes are going to have to buy in and do all these appearances and signings and all that kind of stuff too to promote the event. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard at first. Yeah. So have we have we killed that enough? Yeah. Most people know my thoughts. Well, I wanted you to give I wanted to give you the opportunity to be able to to say those things. Because it's yeah. important yeah. to you and and people need to know all the perspectives of that. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. 
I, you know, I'm trying to not be, I've been trying to look at the brighter side of things and not be such in a funk. It's been hard, but like, it's hard to envision what it could be. It's hard to not have the negative thoughts about what it's probably going to look like. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I mean, I guess I'll like, if it is, it, it, it is what it is. I'm going to have to figure, figure it out and roll the punches and try to make the best of the situation. And Lana says, appreciate the plug, Scott, watching 60 plus females do muscle ups was pretty incredible at the games. They yeah. are incredible. When she walked out and said she wasn't doing master's fitness championships because she doesn't need to scale rope climbs. She can do rope climbs. Love that attitude. Yeah. Um, and Lana's 70 plus. And she killed it last year at MFC. Yeah. I know. She's amazing. So from one soapbox to another, this, this is just going to be a big old riff and rant show. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should start calling this Thursday night riff and rant. <laughs> um, I did some poll questions on YouTube. Uh, which one is this? Okay, there we go. And it was the way too early 2024 CrossFit Games pick for the men. Who you got? I, I yeah. am livid. Oh, wow. wow. I don't know if you can see it. I'll try to blow yeah. it. There we go. So... Roman Krennikov got 46% of the vote. Ricky Garag got 30%. Jeff Adler got 12%. The champ. The man who has improved year over year over year. 12%. Won the games. 12%. Yeah, it's crazy. Are you freaking kidding me? I thought I didn't have to bang the drum anymore. You do. Listen here. Let's look at this, not even from a talent perspective. Ricky Garrard is coming off massive shoulder surgery. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that is going to affect his overhead positioning, his overhead strength? I maybe mean, I don't know. Brooke came back maybe stronger than ever. Yeah. There's a lot of people who get shoulder surgery that, it, I don't know, a year, it'll be close. Roman Krennikov has a broken foot. We don't even know what else no. is wrong in there. Right. Was, was a, a ligament damaged? Was a tendon damaged? We don't know any of that stuff. And automatically people are saying he's going to win the games. Jeff Adler came out of the games as healthy and as strong as he went in, as he did going in. And this year's games didn't even have what he was really good at. Right. And he won the games. And yet he got 12% of the vote. He got my vote. That is the men's side. There's my, I'm going to have to bang the drum for another season. Mm -hmm. 
and and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Jeff is going to win the games next year. But you know, all last year we heard well, Justin's a two-time champ and he's the champ until someone dethrones him and blah blah blah. And Jeff isn't getting any of that. Right. None of it. You think it's just because of the injury and you didn't actually get like get to see it play out? Sure. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like what? I, I yeah, don't think it's frustrating. I don't think Jeff is as popular, to be honest with you, as hmm. the other people. And there's a bias that, you know, here's this guy in Northern Canada who doesn't get any love and um, isn't out on the socials like everybody else. And he just, he doesn't have the win the popularity contest. That's I, yeah, that's crazy to me because I I think he's extremely likable. I I like him more than I like Roman. Okay, I agree with you. I like we've had him on three times. I I love this dude. I love Caroline. I love him. He is extremely likable. When you're sitting in the Coliseum, who got the cheers? Yeah, Roman did. Yeah, last year. Ricky did. Yep. You know, they are just uber. And Ricky's polarizing, right? Colton did get a lot of cheers. That is true. I'm not talking about Colton. <laughs> I love Colton, but he's not going to win the games. No. Pat gets a lot of cheers. Agreed. Jeff doesn't get the cheers unless unless he makes the, those comments, right? Yeah. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't think I could do that. Or when that stuff happens, then then he gets the cheers. And maybe yeah. it's going to take some time, but he doesn't put himself out there like everybody else. Like, there's a reason that our three episodes with him after the games blew up. Mm -hmm. There's just not much out there on him. He's just a quiet assassin. I kind of love that about him. I do too. So I also did this for the women. And I'm sure you're not going to be shocked. Oh boy, yeah. Oh, Emma got 12%. That's pretty good. Emma got 12%. Yeah. You know people in the, are saying that we have a Canadian bias. That we love our Canadians. I, I can't dispute that so <laughs> so in the did you do the spin poll poll when you were gone i did i i was like late but he messaged me i got it in because i'm off six hours i was a mess so who did who did you put first in the spin poll if tia. you are willing to tia I, yeah i didn't you didn't i didn't I mean, if she comes back, I think she'll win. I don't. I don't think anyone can touch her. Still. So, here's my thought process. Like, mentally, I don't think there's anybody better in the game than she is. After the first two years at the games, she built a mindset that was bulletproof. But her last year at the games was not the most dominant. 
She did not get the leader's jersey till like late day two. Yeah. And she has a year off. And everybody else is getting better. So I I put Laura one. There were there were events this year that Tia would not have come close to Laura. I mean, she had won events by minutes. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know. So my my top four on the spin poll were Laura, Tia, Emma, Alex. I am trying to think who I put forth. I that I went Tia. I think I did put Laura and I put Emma. I may have went I may have went Tia, Emma, Laura. Um and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on fourth. I I know I put Katrin quite a bit higher, like top six, somewhere up there. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, I I actually may have put Ariel fourth. Ken Ken just brought her up. She may have been my fourth. I think I had her fifth. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to pull that up and look at my poll. I gotta I, I gotta write those down somewhere. I I need to see her mindset a month from now. Yeah. Right. The only reason I had her low in the spin poll this year was I think I believed in her more than she believed in her. Yeah. And so that that's all it's it for Ariel. It all comes down to her mindset. And I know for her, it's a delicate balance as to whether it's going to be too much pressure on herself. Like she had in the 2000 teens when she didn't make the games and free and easy Ariel that seems to compete better under that thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, I talked to Kotler today and Kotler said she was as bulletproof as it comes for the podium at the games this year. Like she put together coming in second in that or third in the 5k was one of the most impressive things he saw all weekend. So Bruce, now you're just pushing buttons. She is the fittest American woman and the third fittest woman in the world, period. We don't need clarifiers. Yeah. I don't know about Mal. I don't know enough about what's going on to put her that high. I think I had her in my top 10, but I didn't put her that high until I, I just don't know. I honestly didn't even put her in the top 40. Wow. I have this sinking suspicion she may not come back. I did I did put Haley in my top 20. Um, I feel like she does want to come back, but I, I'm still questionable on mail, so I didn't pick her. So I put Haley... I can't remember where I put her, but I, I did the spin poll before I saw the Invictus Mindset podcast. That With that, I probably move her up. I think she's in a good place. 
Is she so. still at Mayhem training? She is. Okay. Yeah, Rich confirmed it okay. on something. That she's doing a squat cycle and um, some stuff like that. Awesome. I don't think I don't think she's like fully back yet. She's just leaking her way back in with some strength stuff and um but yeah. Haley's um, regularly been pretty high, Ken. Yeah, I think she had a sixth, a fifth. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, Bruce. If you watched the show I did with Ariel, if you saw the reel that I put out with Ariel, she's even over the mom part of being called the fittest mom. Because it feels like a clarifier. Like yeah. she did. And she said on our show, I didn't have to play that card this year. I didn't need the consolation prize. And if you think about it, there were two moms in the field. Mm-hmm. So if you say you're the fittest mom, that means she beat one person. Yeah. Right? She beat thousands of people to be the third fittest person in the world. Like that is more important. That's all. I'm not taking right. anything away of being a mom or what she's accomplished, but she doesn't need to play the card this year. She is just freaking fit. True that. So... So there was that. Now, what else do we have on here? Oh, road qualifiers. Do you see that you're going to do them? I don't think so. I, man, I'm in, a, I'm telling you, it is rough going around here. I can barely get my butt into the gym. Um, I still feel like I'm off on sleep and I've slept a crap ton since I've been home. I've got to do the legends qualifiers, which somewhat ticks me off over the next two weeks. So that's what's on my plate right now is I just took 11 straight days off of literally doing nothing but drinking <laughs> and trying to find any fitness to pull out these qualifiers. It is what it is. I'm just going to do them kind of like I did MSC. I'm just going to get through them and hope I eke my way in there and then we can go go there and do work it's it's been exhausting being trying to stay in literally peak physical condition for four years straight and it's like we never get a break ever i had msc qualifiers a month and a half ago i've got legends qualifiers then i gotta go to msc then i gotta go to crash then i gotta go to legends then i gotta do the open there's no break yeah. Sounds like we need a mindset with Scott Day. Probably. I'm a mess, Scott. It's been. <laughs> um, Kenneth says, sit in the sauna and sweat out those toxins. Uh, Bruce says, those margarita curls. <laughs> That's all I did, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I need to find a sauna. That, that could help. I actually got a massage and an adjustment today. I like couldn't turn my head, I think, from like sleeping on the plane like this. Um, I got a massage and adjustment and I, I feel a lot better tonight. Um, so we'll see how the gym goes tomorrow. I think I'm going to do one of the workouts for the qualifiers. Well, I will tell you going from California to Ohio, just about wrecked me for a week. I can't mm -hmm. even imagine adding two more hours to that. Losing three. two hours in the or three hours in the flight. 
it was six hours difference. Law, you know, like in lost six hours coming back, we essentially lost a whole day. Like, God, yeah, it was nuts. So barbell spin did a big, long, in-depth rogue qualifier thing. We won't hit them like that. They're out. People are doing them this week. Um, I see in the chat Colton's doing them because uh, he hasn't heard anything yet. Colton always does well with the rogue qualifiers. Yeah. Seemingly, um, as long as he measures it or weighs his weights. Yep. Um, we should be fine. Um, but plans for Rogue. Um, I had said over and over again that I probably wasn't going to Rogue because we can't get bang for a buck. It's just not worth it for us. Right. Well, I think we found bang for a buck. Oh. So, so I think we're going to be going to Rogue. And... Southwest just put out uh, flight deals to Austin, and I think round trip like about two fifty, so not, not too bad. bad. Um, and two bags for free on Southwest. Yeah, Southwest is the way to go, man. Um, so with that, I kind of announced the other night that an athlete has asked that they want to do a day in the life, and nobody would do it with them. So I said yes. That's awesome. So I think with that, I'll be spending a day with an athlete. Then I'll be going to Austin. And then maybe doing a whole behind the scenes of that weekend with that athlete. And because... Rogue doesn't let you film much of the actual action on the floor, but I can get a ton behind the scenes. So I think that is the plan. I, th I just have to work out the logistics. As long as I can get them to work, the athlete has agreed to it. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to Rogue. And I applied for media credentials, so I can get at least a little bit of footage. Kenneth, I don't want to announce the athlete until I have the logistics in place. I bet you got a guess. A lot of people guessed the other night when I kind of leaked it I, out. I mean, there's only so many athletes in Texas worth going to see. Yeah, the athlete was in Texas. You just you're said like, you're going. <laughs> I was going to the athlete, then to the to Austin. Okay. Well, and in Austin, another another athlete who agreed to be followed for the whole season next year uh, is in Austin, and so I could do some footage with them in a day in Austin, and our C four C four is based in Austin, and our our contact is an athlete, uh, Chase Long, and he works out at CrossFit. Yari Yuchuku. <laughs> so that that really hard word to say. Yeah. I used to know how to say it. No, I'm drawing a blank, but yeah. Yeah. Jakarhu. I don't know. It's not like that, but yeah, I know Aru, which one you're talking about. Aru. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, it's not Kelly Baker. She's probably sick of me. Um, so um go see Chase. Um, seal up the deals with C4 and all that for hopefully another year. 
and uh, do all that. So I think that I could kill three birds, four birds with one stone. That's awesome. So, yeah. C4 flavor, Clydesdale Colada. <laughs> Clydesdale Arita, I'd be more with than a Colada. But, sure. Um, so, and I put Jamie's name down as my co-person for Rogue, but no pressure. Because yeah, I know we'll she has yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can i think i can replace i because you actually apply as a as a as an entity and not as a person okay rogue but you have to list two people okay so since you were the one that went to everything with me last year you got the first dibs and then we'll see what happens from there so now pfaa are you frozen oh no jamie's frozen so hopefully she unfreezes. Um, and PFAA, they made an announcement. There, now you're back. Oh, yeah. I lost power there for a second. Oh, wow. Yeah, it ain't good. <laughs> so PFAA said they met with their membership after the games, some in person, some by Zoom or whatever they need to do. Don Fall made an appearance, talked about working together to grow the sport. And then he left so the members could talk freely amongst themselves without him in the room. And they mentioned that they have two pillars, right? It was safety and fairness. They had decided that, um, that they are adding a third pillar, which is ways for athletes to make money. Okay. So that apparently was a big concern um, from the membership after the games. I think they're going to publish more from that meeting and even put out a video of that meeting. So uh, I'll be anxious to see that. But it was good to see that they met with, I know they met with Dave and Don before the games and that Don came and addressed the members after the games before leaving Madison. Yeah. Is the PFA only elites? There's no masters representative. Uh, there's masters, I believe. There are, is a masters representative or so. I believe so. Yeah, I, believe I would be more than one. Okay. I would be curious how that all this would transfer to the master's side. So there's also coaches on this. I don't know if you knew that. So Justin Kotler is a member of the PFAA. Okay. He has very strong thoughts about a lot of things. <laughs> um, and we did talk about that a little bit. And he thinks there needs to be a complete restructure of the season. Interesting. And that's the only way that athletes will be able, to make, be able to make money. I could see that. So um, I think he said that publicly enough that I can probably say that, but um, 
but yeah, he reiterated that to me today. Yeah. So the last thing I have on the agenda, but I have one more thing. And that is, uh, did you see the HWPO behind the scenes? Nope. So I, it was way down in my queue. I went through a lot of other things before I got to it. I've never been a big Katrin fan. This essentially was Matt and Katrin at the games. Him coaching her individually from like a week prior to the games all the way through the games to the end. Their dynamic is freaking amazing. Um, The respect they have for one another is really cool to see. And it it was cool to see Matt almost break down that Katrin, who has this storied career as a two-time champion, took a chance on him as pretty much a new coach mm-hmm. to elevate her game. They, they have an awesome relationship through the whole thing. And at the very end, they're sitting on the steps coming up out of that the underneath at the Coliseum up to like the press where we, you know, spent a lot of time and just talking about how proud of each other they were. And, um, and Katrin, did you, you're back. Okay. Oh, there goes the lights again. So anyway, I'm going to keep going. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Jamie's okay. Uh, can you hear me? Pitch, I can hear you. Uh, but it is pitch black in your house. So anyway, she says that she is so happy about her improvement over this year, but she wants more. And Matt's like, that is exactly what I wanted to hear. And then they do an individual thing with her talking about kind of like how timid she was to ask Matt to be her coach and how the process of just asking him to take over as her coach was hard for her, but she knew she had to do it because he was somebody that she respected so deeply. And she starts crying about what happened and how it all went down. And it's, it's really, really good. And uh, Kenneth says, I don't know why people are upset. He says in the first five minutes, hey, I was strictly Katrin's coach only. Right. They made an agreement before going to the games that, that, uh, oh my gosh, Jake was this person's coach, um, that Matt was Katrin's coach, that um, Harry was Amanda's coach. They, they had all separated all this out before they even started the games. Yeah. Um, and really, I think a big part of it was that, you know, Matt was expecting a child and Katrin could handle. Basically, Matt's like, she doesn't need the strategy. She doesn't need, she just needs someone to hold her bags and to, to give her a little pump up before everything. And I think yeah. that's what Matt could handle with everything going on in his life. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they captured that relationship because I think it wasn't a superficial documentary. It actually had a lot of heart to it uh, and was really well done. That's cool. So I can't believe you're sitting in the dark. 
Yeah. Yeah. Can you see the light outside? I see something bouncing around. Oh, um, there's yeah. I'm in the. We're in the dark. We got no power. I'm in trouble. Uh, oh. I was going to ask you where you wanted the games to be next year, but we can hold off on that until next week. <laughs> okay. In the pitch black. Um. And and yeah. the, a flashlight or something. A flash. Aaron with a flashlight. Yeah. We're. It's not good for us when we lose the power. We're on a well. I so like I don't even have water. Um. Yeah, it's not good. Well, this is a first um, that we, one of us loses power but can still broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the pitch yeah. black. So anyway, with that, like it's been a fun episode. We got the yeah. rant. We got the riff. We got all to do all that. Uh, I got to catch up with my friend. And what I'll do is I'll end this broadcast and then we'll talk about um, how we can finish up this documentary, at least the first part of it this weekend. And I'll, if we have to meet another time, we can. But uh, okay. with that, everybody, stay safe out there. We're supposed to get thunderstorms here in Columbus too tonight. So it could be a matter of time before I'm in the same situation. Oh, but until then, not. we will see you all next week on Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. Bye, guys. <laughs> C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy.com. And now back to the interview.